now as the dice roll. Brought to you today by The Bezos Games. Read the thrilling adventures of a 16-year-old Jeff Bezos as he is thrown into a battle arena where he must fight to the death for the right to love, life, and free next day shipping. This episode of As the Dice Roll contains mature language and descriptions of fantasy violence. Oh boy, is there violence in this one. Also, any resemblance to real persons dead or alive or other real-life entities past or present is purely coincidental, even if they really closely resemble someone. We also call satire. So yeah. Previously on The Horse Feather Saga. The gnome is saying you guys were the right choices. That's right, you've still got a bullywog charm. He really wants to kill you, but he's trying to help every one of these statues. It's the image of Jeff Bezos. You see, before anything else, towering in front of you is a stone giant. You touch the totem, and this spiritual spectral version of this Grandma Bezos steps forward. You guys want some cookies? Ryan, all of a sudden, you feel like your bladder is really full. The first thing that you will see is a giant, caged black dragon. It's it's pretty simple, man. You gotta go kill Bezos. Top of the order, Zerk. Zerk the Mohawk is a half-orc champion fighter. Finish him. He's been coming up in the backyard gladiatorial rings. Too much flourish. None of them have Zerk chairs. I don't don't buy that. Zerk's too famous. Howled the Terrible? Howled the Terrible. Okay. A gnome, he legitimately thinks that he's a black dragon. He's got his finger up his nose. This kid can handle himself. In his world, this is not unusual. He encounters strange and bizarre things every day. Gnome, if you get acid on me, we're gonna have words. Orion? Orion Wright Strider, uh, half-elf. Did you potentially steal him? One will never know. Come here, handsome. I'm gonna need that back, friend. Blood? Blood Groghorn. Dude, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I just feel this need to attack you. Mountain Dwarf from a faraway land. That wasn't very flavorful, but okay. Little hungover, pretty disheveled mess with my emotions. I feel like we've been such good friends for so long, I don't know why all of a sudden I want to kill you. So that's basically how we're going to play this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, man, that was awesome. This black dragon who's in a Bezos cage of Bezos has basically singled out Howled and is like, hey, like, you got an invitation to this fair because of me. I need you to bust me out of here. And you guys wanted to know how. And he was like, he doesn't really know other than you probably need to kill, you know, Bezos because clearly Bezos is the guy in charge of everything here. You also notice as that conversation is going on, these uh, statues of Bezos, they all come to life. And they basically can hear the conversation. And one of the Bezos statues on the corner of the cage opens its mouth and is like, no, no, it's not going to go like that. That's not how the story is going to play out. We're going to do it the way I want it done. But you guys are going to be supporting characters in, in the Bezos timeline. I'm making everything right. But killing me is not the answer. So don't kill me. I, I have two questions. Uh 
Ryan, Ryan steps forward and says, I have two questions. First, what exactly do you expect us to do for you? And second, is, is there a little boy's room around that I could possibly go to? <laughs> is the question directed towards the dragon or the Bezos statue that came to life? The, the Bezos, Bezos statue that came to life. Okay, so you, you've asked this to the Bezos statue, and immediately the dragon like blows out this gust of wind like, God fucking damn it. Now you're going to let him talk more. Way to go, dumbass. <laughs> and the Bezos statue like just lights up, just so thrilled. Uh, like just You can feel the ego coming off of it. Um, and the Bezos statue basically says, one, you're here because I have deemed it necessary. But also, you're here because... I'm here to entertain myself, and you're nothing more than a little pawn on my table of Bezos. So, if you want, now would be the time to bow down to Bezos. I say, wait a minute, did you send us these invitations? The Bezos statue kind of smiles and is like, you know, kind of like in a little kid's voice, he's like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So, the black dragon summoned Howled, and Bezos summoned the other three. The statue of Bezos looks at you and is like, "Yeah, so um, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm basically like God. So like, that's why I'm saying you should worship me. So like, here's, here, here's, here's my backstory. And this is the point where the dragon then is like, God fucking damn it, do I have to hear this again? <laughs> so the, uh, the Bezos statue basically then creates this montage moment where you just like see this like television history recap of everything that Bezos has done. So basically, long story short, Bezos has the ability to travel through time and, you know, basically alter the fabric of time and reality. That's that's what I'm going with with this. And, and here's why. So Bezos, obviously, in a uh, version of Earth that we might be familiar with, became very powerful, very wealthy, but he, he continued to just get more and more greedy as he made more, got more power and wealth. And um, he hit a point where same-day delivery of his products just wasn't good enough anymore. He wanted to take it to the next level. So he invested a lot of his fortune into finding a way to basically deliver your uh, order, your Amazon orders uh, in the past, before you even order it, before you even knew you wanted it, he was going to deliver it to you. So he put all his fortune into time travel and he was able to basically create a way to travel back in time. But his ego got the best of him as he did this and he realized, well, you know, instead of just going back in time and making these, you know, deliveries on time, why don't I just make things the way I want them to be? Like, you know, I'm already conquering the future. And then at this point, maybe we'd like, you know, pan to like a post-apocalyptic like world where every every world, every planet's like all Amazon. And, you know, there's Amazon armies of robots and Lord Emperor Amaz uh, Bezos is sitting on a throne of gold. But he's like, but I wanted to conquer the past. And at this point, I'd say the dragon has probably fallen asleep because he's just so sick and tired of hearing this goddamn story. So Bezos then goes on and says that he decided that he goes back in time and he's going to place himself in moments in time to recreate it so that Bezos was there to do it. Thus, you saw the statue of Napoleon Bezos and Genghis Khan Bezos. The entire Roman Empire, Bezos created that. 
or so he, you know, changed the, the, the time stream to basically feel that way. Bezos all the way down. Bezos all the way down, yeah. So anything that's ever been created whatsoever, it's actually Bezos' creation now. You are you are trapped in the Bezos verse. So now he's decided that he's he's changed enough in time. There there's so many things that he's changed, and it's just you know so glorious. The glorious Bezos empire has arisen and whatnot. And he decides that now it's time that everyone should pay tribute to him. So he decided to go back in time to the uh, 1893 World Fair, and he's now changed it to the Bezos World Fair. And he wants this fair to basically just be a place for everybody to come and fucking worship Bezos because he he owns you. He owns everything. You have no choice. So yes, when you received your invitation, you agreed to come to the Bezos World Fair and now you are here to pay your respects. At which point you see the dragon give you a look like, this is all bullshit, don't believe it. And the montage kinds of ends, the statue's kind of like looking over you guys again, and uh, the statue asks, so would you like to begin paying your tribute to me? Um, well... Howard says, Howard does not pay tribute to anyone! And he's getting really angry and kind of like getting blustery and maybe somebody else should probably step up and do something because he's going to pretty much start attacking these statues. Okay, so so Ryan Ryan steps forward and he's like, Oh great and mighty Bezos. And he's got a little flourish of his hand. He says, I am but a, a meager traveler. I have nothing of particular value, but I am happy to entertain. I just have one concern. I really need to use the bathroom. <laughs> so if you could possibly point me in the direction of the bathroom, I would be glad to return at full full focus and and amaze you with my entertainment. At this point, an Amazon employee comes up to you and they have an Amazon brand uh, porta potty set up right there for you so if you want to step in and use that you can all right so he enters into the the porter potty irving kind of like crosses his hands in front of it and stands guard i will and i will say that inside this porta potty it's it's just an okay porta potty it's not the greatest porta potty you've ever been in he he is equal parts disgusted and relieved okay i i i whisper hey how use gust and tip it over <laughs> and Howell grins at this widely and and flaps his arm in 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 a motion as if they're actually wings and he casts gust. I slowly back away as this is happening. So, so Ryan is in this Amazon brand porta potty relieving himself and you have now cast gust. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I guess I'm I'm rolling a I'm rolling for the porta potty. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> strength twelve. <laughs> strength twelve on the porta potty. Okay. He rolls an the porta potty rolls an eleven. <laughs> I, I will let you determine how far over you tip this. <laughs> Even though, even though Howell is 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 really flapping his arms furiously, the the amount of wind that comes out of this thing really isn't that much. So the the porter potty wobbles back and forth, and just finally just 
just kind of like tips over and, and scoots about like two feet down. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> um, and then I'll have um, Ryan, I will roll a D20 to determine how much splash action you were hit by. Jesus, this has become a very bodily function uh, campaign. <laughs> 13. Oh! That's about right. Um, yeah, so um, you are you're pretty dirty right now in terms of yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> so so he opens it like because obviously it's tipped over, so he opens it up, like if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a coffin. Like he stands up and and he he stares stares at Harold. And, and, and Harold like, just is just cackling wildly to himself and rolling on the floor. And and he 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 his his face soften softens and and he says, "Well played." Well played indeed. And um, I don't know if I can do this with prestidigitation. Oh, God. I lo- I'm already in love with you right now. Do yeah, it. Tell me I'm, what I, do. I am going to, uh, well, it says you instantly clean or soil an object, but it's no, no larger <laughs> than one cubic foot. So <laughs> I'm going to say your prestidigitation, you got range. I'm giving you range on this thing. Tell me what you want to do. Let's just go with that. I would like to press the digitation to clean myself off. <laughs> okay. And, and also to cast one to clean Harold off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck. Um, all right. So like would this would this be um would like would you be like using like your mage hand to do the cleaning itself? <laughs> um, oh no, I haven't gotten to that. I'm just prestidigitation says you instantly clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot. But if you're giving me some play, I'm just gonna clean in general. Okay, all right. So in terms of doing it to yourself, I am perfectly fine with that. But if you're going to attempt to do that to Howold, <laughs> we've got to do a roll on this. For yeah, sure. I, I would say yeah, I would. Because he would be resistant to it, definitely. <laughs> Howard is resistant to it. Against his wishes. I will say that Howard gets... Uh, we're going to do a opposed... What kind of a check should we do for this? Arcana? Look, all right, yeah, let's do... You're going to do an opposed Arcana check. You're going to try and cast a pre- this prestigitation on him. I can speak English. And he's going to use his Howard powers to basically be like, no... I'm so filthy, I resist. And I am going to actually say that Howold gets to roll with advantage on this. Okay. <laughs> I'm just rolling Arcana? You are rolling an Arcana, uh, yeah, Arcana check against his Arcana. All right, hold on. My iPad clearly does not like the rolling. Let me do it on my desktop. Okay, so Arcana, oh, oh no, I rolled a one. <laughs> got, I said... Wait, but I said you got advantage, so roll again. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, right. Okay, and then this one's another one <laughs> against the sixteen, Whoa. my man. You you wet. <laughs> um, I am going to rule that Howold is now spotlessly clean. How Howold looks down at himself, and 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 it's just disgusted by the fact that all of his scales are gone his dragon <laughs> scales are gone and he's he's feeling quite quite vulnerable right now the hollow does he smell like like 
strawberry shortcake, like the kids like tear free champagne. I will let um Ryan. This was his spell. He can determine what uh, car wash scent was was used upon this cleaning. I am going with bubble gum. Bubble gum. <laughs> All right. How old you smell like bubble gum now? What 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 is that smell? What is that smell? And then he and then he licks himself and he and he finds he look, likes how he tastes. <laughs> <laughs> that smell, sir, would be you. <laughs> His eyes are just all big, and he's like licking his the back of his hand like it's a candy bar. He's just he's just going. <laughs> um, I will say then that the statue of Bezos looks then on Ryan and goes, "You have paid tribute, and you acquire uh, immediately uh, twenty five Bezos gold coins in your personal inventory." Awesome. Yeah. Well done. Are they that. are they like like Chuck E. Cheese tokens? <laughs> uh, you're you're in the fair you're gonna have to find out i mean unless you want to try doing some sort of a check of some sort because i'm always up for the rolls not yet i'm just okay. uh i'm gonna add let's see how do i do this i think there's a spot on the in D beyond where you can actually like click on your gold i think it's in equipment yeah currency and then you can click on it and add or remove speaking of which i was looking through people's um uh, equipment and whatnot. And I noticed, let's see here. Let's go through this. Ryan has, well, he should have now like what? 25 gold. Lud started with five gold. Howold started with 10 gold, but Zerk, the Mohawk started with 25 gold. (laughs) Oh, that was, I sold off some of the starting equipment I got. Okay. I was going to ask, I need backstory to tell me how you pulled that off. Uh, I've earned that fighting in the backyard gladiatorial rings. Okay. All right. Okay. That's all I needed. When I bashed the bald bugbear. That's all I needed because I, I was reviewing people's scores and, you know, Zerk definitely seems like he took some steroids before he rolled his dice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know what rules you're talking about. Okay. So um, at this point, then the statue has been pleased and it kind of just reverts back to its golden Bezos statue form. And it's, you know, basically you guys just conversing again with the dragon. Um, What would you like to do? Would you like to continue chatting with the dragon? He's kind of in a pissed off. He's even more salty now because he just had to hear Bezos brag about himself again. This, I know, was the first time you've heard this, but he's heard it a lot. Not being amused by any of this and, and still really disturbed by the fact that he's squeaky clean. He says... We will we will see about this Bezos character, and then he's uh, he's ready to to go on to the next step, whatever that is. Whatever that next step is. Yes. Okay. I'm following the kid. You're following the kid. Yep. Okay. You're following the kid. You're okay, Ryan. You've just uh, had a experience with a porta potty, and then you successfully uh, cast some magic and earn some gold. You just you had a good couple six seconds there, or whatever it takes. Anything you would like to do or say to the dragon before you guys decide to start venturing on? Um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to I'm going to stick with the group just because I don't really have any other options at this point, and f- unless I want to side with the dragon, and I don't think he's quite ready for that. So as you're starting to kind of like walk on, you realize that that entrance now that was an invisible wall, the smear, uh, kind of like fades away, and it looks like yeah, you probably could actually leave this building if you if you wanted to go back out. Um, 
if you were to decide to do that, let me know, or you can kind of, you know, walk around and check out the, the rest of this building you're in right now. Like I said, the main attraction is you've got this dragon that's trapped inside. What do you guys want to do? Is that little, oh no, the gnome was there disappeared. Gnome disappeared. Right. So I'm trying to figure out if there's a indication or we have a perception of like, where people with invitations are supposed to go, or is it everyone who's here is receiving an invitation? But that seems off because it's only out of a hundred. So yes, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out where these special, obviously very famous invitation recipients are supposed to go. The dragon then kind of like stirs again, and he's like, "You still don't get it? You don't understand what what's going on here? Did you guys ever, did you ever uh, read that uh, that Bezos book?" Uh, the, the Bezos games. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good. Uh, it's, a, it's one of the best Bezos books I've actually read. I mean, like I fucking hate the guy, but of all the Bezos books, like it's a three parter. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, I have not. He then proceeds to hand you guys copies of um, the Bezos games. All right. Wait, he, hand, he hands us copies of, of a book. Yes. He, um, he kind of like had some stored underneath. Like it's not treasure. It's not gold. But like he had some copies. He liked the book. Like, you know, he's got to hoard something. <laughs> so he hand, he kind of like slides over some copies of the Bezos games. And it's basically like uh, whatever that female actress's name, you know, it's like her on the cover, like pulling back a bow. But it's Bezos's face on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's basically like, maybe you guys should like read that or ask me more questions because I might have more answers. So you said that you invited the the kid here. So do you know who else got sent out invitations? Um, everybody who gets a player. Okay. Well, like, do you know who else got players? Uh, I know that the four of you got them, but that's about as much as I know. I haven't seen anybody else yet. Okay. Have you seen anybody else? No. Oh, yeah. We saw a giant. Saw a giant. Rock giant. Did he, did he try and kill you? No, no, he was afraid. I, I, I punked that bitch out. Then he doesn't know yet either. So you guys should kill him. That's what the dragon tells you. So we just have to kill anyone that we find? So we have to kill each other? This is the Bezos game. Okay. It's a really good book. It wasn't stolen from another previous better book called uh, Battle Bezos Royale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which seriously was the way better book. So like Battle Bezos Royale, that got to read that book. Such a fucking good book. I think they even made it. Bezos made it into a movie. Yeah. And all the little kids running around are little Bezoses. It's great. So you're saying you want us to fight each other. I'm looking at, uh, so the dragon looks directly at Howold and goes, you are my champion. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Everybody's just kind of eyeing each other. <laughs> um, Ryan goes ahead and pushes Irving in front of him a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, Zurk is going to be like, hey, hey, buddy, you want to get a churro? <laughs> Who's he saying that to? To, to, uh, Howard. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to like make sure he doesn't like have any funny ideas about attacking us right away. So he's gonna distract him with a treat. I'm going to say that as this moment of tension is brewing, the entrance opens once again 
and you see four figures walk inside. These four figures are minotaurs. And the four of them are each wearing a different color t-shirt. One's yellow, one's blue, one's red, and one is green. And they've all got some weapons on their backs. They look pretty fucking buff. Like, these guys hit the gym. Like, they probably just rolled up in their, like, Jeep Wranglers and, like, just got out (laughs) and, like, put a little suntan lotion on or whatever. And, like, they just walked in. Like, they are the shit. They see you guys and grins come across their face. And you kind of also notice that they've got invitations in their pockets as well. Howell turns to the others and and says, we will discuss this later for now, minions. (laughs) Check me. (laughs) And he he kind of gets behind them, even though he's got his arms up like in in a magic strike pose. Okay. So the ground itself right now, I'm saying there's the the big dragon cage. It's smack dab in the middle of this room. You can walk completely around it. You guys are kind of like facing it. And then there's this entrance way that leads up to it. So that's kind of like the the room you're in. If you want questions, if you have questions, totally ask. At this point, I'm going to say that the four Minotaur all start pulling weapons off of their backs. And they start to walk towards you slowly kind of cocky and they're each kind of like whispering to each other and then all of a sudden they stop and they all kind of like get into this like karate stance like they're fucking power rangers you know charlie's angels um and does anybody speak minotaur no uh, actually, do you? Actually, Howold has a spell. <laughs> Comprehend languages. Yes. Level one. Level one. Okay, so um, they start to basically start this like Power Ranger, like Sailor Moon, like Minotaur battle cry where they're basically each announcing in Minotaur who they are. And they do these like anime dances in place to like basically show how awesome they are. (laughs) And they proceed to then start walking forward and they're making like anime noises, lots of, uh, uh, eh, uh, like as they're doing their poses. Um, And they're coming, they're coming straight at you. I am not saying that they're attacking first. I'm letting you guys roll initiative to determine who starts this fight. Because this shit's going down. I really wanted Drew to do like a Team Rocket entrance for the Minotaurs. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll. We are back this week with the boys from the Horse Feather Saga. We hope you are enjoying this episode. I want to give everybody a heads up. This episode and the next two Horse Feather episodes may end in odd places. Basically, our first session was an epic five and a half hour session. So the first two episodes divided up pretty nicely, but there aren't as many clear divisions in these next few episodes. So if you're like, why did he stop there? It's because the pacing in this mega session got a little wonky towards the end. But I think I did an okay job. So, you know, if you're just kind of like, why did we just stop there? It's because I'm trying to keep the episodes between 45 minutes and an hour. So hopefully that works. I do have homework for you all this weekend. 
Don't worry, it shouldn't be too painful. I want you to go out and tell two friends of yours who are into actual play podcasts about us. Tell them to give us a listen. Tell them to enjoy us, to to give us feedback. And also, we want you to give us feedback. Uh, go check out our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Our Twitter account is at AsTheDiceRollRP. And our Instagram is at AsTheDiceRoll. There is currently a picture of the Horsefeather Saga characters up there on both our Twitter and our Instagram account. So check it out. Also, as a reminder, we have a voice message option. Hop onto our anchor site or on the website at asthedicerollcast.com. Click the message link and say hello. We really want to hear from you. You're letting the Cautious Optimism fans beat you in the listener feedback. Click on the message link. Say hello. We really want to hear from you, and I may even play your audio during these intermissions. So yeah, say hi. That's it for me for now. Let's head back and see what these Minotaurs want with the Horse Feather Boys. We'll be back right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. They're coming straight at you. I am not saying that they're attacking first. I'm letting you guys roll initiative to determine who starts this fight. Because this shit's going down. Zerk takes note of like how cool that is. He's like, I gotta start. I gotta come up with a team like that. Start fights. Oh, that's a good move. Yeah. Are we still like at the phase where we're deciding what to do, or are we rolling initiative? You're rolling initiative. This is this is straight up. Like these guys are coming to fucking kill you. Okay. Uh, that's a seventeen. I rolled a two. Six. Eight. Uh, who had the two? Uh, Howold. Fucking hey, man, that's terrible. <laughs> well, he's Howard the Terrible. <laughs> Chris had the 17. Charlie, you had six. Six. Joe, you had the eight. Yes. Okay. Um, I am going to say that in terms of combat rolling, uh, Chris is going to get top first shot, and then the Minotaurs will get next, and then it goes Joe, Charlie, Mike. All right. So you've got four power ranger like minotaurs and i'd like to say that their weapons also kind of like they they look like a cheap plastic kind of like you know axe cheap plastic sword but probably look like they could still hurt you but in terms of artistic quality you're just dude who fucking drew these guys like this is pathetic so you've got red blue green yellow Okay. They're all walking in a straight line. You guys are kind of all standing together. Your backs are now to the, the cage dragon. And you can basically just tell me what you want to do, where you want to do it, and we go from there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go just, uh, I'm going to go swing my axe at the red minotaur. You've chose the red? Yes. Why Why red? Why are you going for red first? Because we all know that bulls hate red, so I just figured that makes sense somehow in my mind. Okay. 
And the red guy is always the leader. So the red guy is always the leader. Okay. The red ranger. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go for it. That's a 14. That hits. Yes. Okay. Um, it is six damage. Six damage. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and action surge to attack him again. Okay. That is a 16 to hit. 16 hits. And that is 13 damage. 13 on top of the six? Yes. Okay. I will definitely say that you strike true. You cut some gashes in because the guy's not wearing any fucking armor other than his teacher. <laughs> you do the t-shirt takes some damage. The red t-shirt takes some damage. Yeah, you know what? I might as well just for flavor purposes, we'll say it's like what the red Power Rangers chest look like, but it's just like on a t-shirt. Okay. So you've definitely done some damage to his Power Ranger t-shirt. Okay. He is bleeding, and then he'll make some, like, anime noises, like, ah, ah, ah. Like, that really hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then that goes to the Minotaur's turn. So he's pretty upset. You just kind of cut into him. He's bleeding, and he's, you know, saying in Minotaur that, like, you ruined his favorite shirt. So he is going to swing back recklessly at you. Okay. So he's rolling with advantage. And he crits. Fuck. <laughs> Why do I always get crit on? Uh, hold on. What am I rolling for dice on this one? Okay. You take four Power Ranger damage. Okay, that's fine. That was a horrible crit. <laughs> but no, so like what I mean is it's like when it hits you, like really horrible special effects like blow up off of your chest. Okay. Like firecrackers or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So you need to make a noise like it actually hit you like you're a power. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Thanks. Okay. Okay. And so then the blue one is going to admire that job and he is going to point his staff at Howled. All right. And he is going to go try and smack you with his staff. Okay. Does a 15 hit? It does. Okay. You get hit for seven damage. Okay. So he whacks you, and again, we got some, you know, Power Rangers quality special effects. Your chest kind of goes, something like that. Ow! (laughs) That goes then to the green Minotaur. He is going to bull charge at Lud. Lud, I am going to have you do an opposing grappling check against this guy. What a roll. And that's going to be your, do your athletics. Athletics. Strength athletics will be on your skill list. 17. I will definitely say that he runs straight at you and hits a brick wall and falls down on his back. Nice. That did not go well for him. And then the yellow minotaur points at Ryan and pulls out a Amazon-quality crossbow and is going to try and shoot you with it. Okay. Does a 12 hit? No. A 12 misses. Okay, so he fires the Amazon-quality crossbow, and it breaks. The wire breaks, and no arrow comes out. And he's looking at it, and he gets very angry, and he throws it on the ground, and he crushes it. That moves us to... Ryan, back to you. I am going to cast Sleep. Sleep on which one? The yellow uh, minotaur that's coming at you? It says this spell sends creatures into a magic slumber. Roll 5d8 to. Sh- oh, yes. That's right. This is an AoE. Yeah, the total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Keep reading. <laughs> 
Uh, creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are... Hold on one second. I'm pretty sure it, like, it will affect the people with the lowest HP or something like that. But you know what? We'll flavor this. Who do you want to use it on? Or who do you want to attempt to use it on? Just the... It's within 20 feet. So if I do this, is this going to be putting the party asleep as well? I feel like potentially it could happen. Hmm, maybe that's not the direction I'm going to go. Yeah, because it says, starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by this spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. I'm going to have to remember that for later, but no, that's not what I'm going to do right now. I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and hide. You're going to try and hide? (laughs) I'm going to try and hide. That's a a very Ryan thing to do, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, Okay, so like a stealth check, I guess we'd say, or do you have some sort of a spell that you can cast to do that? Can I cast a cantrip and then make a stealth check? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to cast Prestidigitation to, or a minor illusion to make a big puff of smoke. Okay. And then I rolled a 14 for my stealth check. I, I will say that you are able to successfully hide. What do you want to be hiding behind, or what did you have in mind? Is there anything that is kind of off to the side, but between us and the Minotaurs? I'd say like there's some nice pillars and like statues of Bezos like all over the place. So if you want to like try and duck cover between one of those or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to hide behind a, a pillar where I can still kind of peek around and see them if I need to. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Does Irving act on my... Oh, fuck, I forgot about Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, you are still in command of Irving. I'm going to say that we are nearing this hour of usage. But yeah, um, right now he is still under your control. Well, I have 30 gold pieces right now. So, you know, I'm per- if he survives this encounter, I'm, I'm going to try and persuade him to join the party. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have him attack. Did we say the red one is still up? The red one is still up. Yes. He's going to attack the, the red minotaur. Okay. The red one that's kind of already been injured. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Wait, no, I got to take care of that. Sorry. I'm, I'm controlling Irving the Bullywug. Crap, I gotta get his character sheet back up. One sec. Okay, okay, I got it. There we go. Um, all right, so I'm gonna say that. Well, actually, no, he's in your control. Would you like him to do like a bite attack or a spear attack? A spear attack. All right, so I'm gonna say ranged or melee? Uh, ranged, because I do want him to survive to the end of the. Uh, so he's gonna chuck his, he's gonna chuck his uh, spear at the red minotaur. Yes. And he fucking hits. Nice. Holy shit. Okay, so he is rolling for damage. Spear hits fucking five damage. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that now the red minotaur is heavily bleeding out of his chest from the wounds inflicted by Zerk. But now he's got a fucking bullywug spear stuck in his neck. He's a minotaur, so, like, the spear is, like, the size of, like, a fork to him, basically. But, like, yeah, it's stuck in his neck, and he is not happy. Okay, so then that goes to Lud. The green minotaur tried to charge you, and he fucking hit you and slammed back. Is he on the ground? He is on the ground in front of you. He is down. All right, I want to attack him. All right, you may attack him. That'd be with advantage when he's prone. He is down. It is with advantage, yes. First roll is a six. The second roll is a 17. 17 hits. All right. And that does 11 damage. 11 damage. All right. I'm going to just, 
I'm going to make it really nasty, and I'm just going to say you just come down on his genitalia and just smush it. The guy's prone. He's, you know, what's he going to do? He got fucking... Well, wait, what's your weapon that you're using? A maul. Yeah. <laughs> Big sledgehammer thing. Yeah, exactly. He fucking just crushed it. Yeah. So okay. that, dude is, that dude is very, very, very in a bad place. Okay. There goes my political career. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then that goes to, unless you want to say or anything else, because that was that was pretty nasty. No, that one that one left me pretty speechless. Okay. <laughs> um, so then that goes to Howold. All right. Our bottom of the list. Okay. Well, um, Howold, he's just been smacked with his staff so he's uh you know and he's he's you know he's not really afraid of minotaurs but he he knows they have a lot of durability to them so he's also gonna cast dragon's breath at the minotaur that attacked him so that is i i think you're gonna have to roll let's see where is it you're gonna have to roll a dexterity okay dex, it's a dex 12 yeah dex 12 okay and he rolls a 10 all right so i get to do 3d6 what that's that's how much damage it does. So I rolled eight. You're doing eight damage to the which one? The blue one that got up in your face with the yes, pole. Yes, the one that got up in my face. Minus eight. What kind of damage was that? Acid damage. Acid. Fuck. Okay, so I'm gonna say like he is now like feeling. He's got like some major burns all over him and stuff like that. And uh, his uh, under his hair, his skin color is surprisingly um, a pleasant pink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then that goes back to... No, Harold still has an action. Oh, really? Oh, because I forgot that Dragon's Breath is a bonus action. Yeah, so um, I guess I could just attack as well. I'm going to rule that that's OP this round. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I keep on forgetting that Dragon's Breath is a bonus action. Unless you want to cast like a spell or something. Well, I mean, I could also, I could also, I mean, if if I cast any other spell, I probably would cast, you know, just like Acid Splash which would be just like a quick 1d6. All right, I'm going to allow it. Okay, so you have to roll again for 12. That time he passes. Okay. So, so I'll say while he's kind of like freaking out because he's got acid, you try, you got cocky and tried to, you know, add a little more to it, a little more spit. And um, he was like kind of like dancing around in pain and he was able to dodge it because of that. So then that goes back to top of the order. So that is... Zerk. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to great axe uh, attack this red shirt guy again. Okay. That's a 21 to hit. That hits. Okay. And that's four damage. Four damage. All right. I will say once again, you you put a you got you gushed him. He's he's bleeding pretty bad. We'll say that one kind of hit more of the like the leg area or something. Okay. Anything else? Okay, so then that goes back to our Power Ranger Minotaurs. So Red is Red's hurting right now. He is going to attempt to do a... <laughs> he's going to try and gore you with a, a charge attack, basically. Okay. Uh, so he's going to run straight at you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, like kind of flavor this a little bit. It's gonna you're gonna do an opposing strength check. Okay. So go ahead and roll on that. Raw strength check or saving throw? Do a raw strength. Okay. It's a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. He rolled a fifteen, so I'm gonna say you guys kind of just like slammed into each other like sumo wrestlers. 
kind of backed away from each other. And there was kind of like a, a moment of respect that was, was found there. <laughs> okay. Okay. The blue one is going to once again, actually he, the blue one's going to charge at, at Howald. Cause he's a little pissed off about what just happened to him with that acid. So he's kind of like yep. pulling acid off of himself and he starts charging at you. So you also will do a opposing strength check against. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have strength negative one. So eight. On that and he definitely rolls over you and I will say he tramples you. Let me roll for damage. You take 10 damage. Oh, all right. So Howell is Howell is really hurt at this point. Howell is getting stomped on by this uh, this Minotaur, and the Minotaur is doing like some flexes and stuff like that. Like he just did some sort of like really cool anime move, and like he's now bragging to his other buddies about it. And there's like plenty of time for them to have like a half an hour conversation about how cool that move was. Because <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, getting back to it. So Green is on the ground. He is going to attempt to get up despite the fact that he is now a eunuch a, a eunuch tour uh so i gotta roll to see if he's able to get up he is in too much pain he is still on the ground holding what was yeah his stuff um and then that goes to the yellow minotaur ranger his weapon broke he was pretty pissed off about that so he is also now going to he is going to try and charge at Ryan, but he's going to have to do it with disadvantage because Ryan is currently hiding behind pillars. So I'm rolling with disadvantage on his charge attack. And he gets a five. So I will say that he basically just goes running around and can't find you and gets really pissed off. Like you're able to just constantly stay behind like the, the statue or whatever you're hiding on. And he's running in circles around it, trying to find you. And like, he just can't see you. So that'll be his turn. That goes then to, that goes to you, Ryan. So is he close to me then? He is on the other side of it. Yes. He can't find you. You keep very smoothly, just kind of like being like a stealth ninja kind of person. All right. So I am going to make a sneak attack with my rapier. Okay. And that is a 19. That hit. <laughs> it's seven damage plus I've got to remember what the sneak attack damage is. It's seven plus seven. So 14. 14 damage. Holy shit. Okay. So yeah, I'd say that you definitely um, pulled off a smooth little like backstab action to him or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lud. You've now clearly shown that anything goes in terms of your form of combat. I'm going to have to finish this poor bastard off. I'm going to aim for his head. You're telling your DM that you would prefer to hit him in the head this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somewhere upper, head or shoulders. Is he okay. still on the, he's still on the ground? He is on the ground. He was All not right. able to get up. He's just in so much pain. Well, I rolled a seven. Do I roll again? Yes, you have advantage still. So. All right. Well, the, the seven and a 24. 24 connects. <laughs> and it does 10. 10 damage. Okay. So, but this time you're saying you want to hit him in the head with it? Well, or just somewhere. Let's, let's aim a little higher. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily just going, just going for a headshot. I'm just trying to put this poor bastard out of his misery. Somewhere above the belt. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say that you come down with your weapon straight on his belly with so much force that he starts to like puke up some blood and maybe like an organ or something. (laughs) (laughs) But he is not dead. Like you've only just made it worse. Like he's in even more pain. (laughs) (laughs) 1d4 guilt damage. Yeah. Okay, so then... Not feeling good about this. <laughs> I will also say that the Black Dragon kind of was watching that and was just like, dude, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> just a, a single tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> so you're, you're showing like some, some, some sadness that you've done this. Yes. Okay. Like you've gone into like a rage. That I've not gone into a rage yet. No, right? You haven't raged at all. <laughs> in the calmest barbarian there is. <laughs> Next time on The Horse Feather Saga. Irving, buddy, even if you get rid of me, you have to get through all of these people. Wouldn't it be mutually beneficial for you to join our party and help us out here? The dragon admits to you guys that he kind of lied to you. You saw a giant Ferris wheel that is the, the Bezos Casino. There are security guard vampires. There's paparazzi. Some vampires in the front that are clearly like the main attraction of this group. This is a big, big group of vampires. How old is down? You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.